Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we bless you. We give you all the praise. You are a great and mighty God. Thank you, Jehovah God, for your grace and your mercy and your steadfast love. It abounds all over the whole world. Thank you for the diversified cultures that you created. Even though the languages are different, but you understand it all. Our Abba Father, we exalt you. Lord, I pray as you are about to speak to all of us, including me, let the entrance of your word bring forth light and illumination, wisdom and understanding and revelation to all of us. Thank you, faithful Jehovah, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, we have prayed and we have received. Praise the Lord. You are all welcome to our Cultural Sunday 2022. We give God the glory for giving us the gift of life today. Despite all what we've went through for those years, God is still faithful. He's keeping us and he will continue to keep us because he's a gracious and merciful God. So I want all of us to go with me to our topic this morning and is gracious visitation. What are you expecting God to do for you? What is that visit that you want? Is it to be saved? Those of you that are watching online and those of you that are here, if you have not been saved, today is your day of salvation. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. So if you are watching online and you are here, this is your visitation. Whatever it is you are looking to God to do, Today is the date you will receive it. Even if you have received so many, you are going to receive more in large abound. And you will take your bag, shaking together, running over, back to your houses by the grace of God. So our theme for Cultural Sunday is in Titus 2.11. Salvation to all people. Salvation to all people. Can we pull the scripture up? And if you don't have it, don't worry, I have it here. TPT version says, God's marvelous grace has manifested in person of who? Jesus Christ. Bringing salvation for everyone, no matter what culture. See the way we are all looking so nice? We are all looking so gorgeous with our different nationalities. See the way we dress up? That is the richness that God has put in each culture. There is rich something. Don't think, oh, I came from Asia. Oh, I'm from Ghana. Every culture has a specific glorious manifestation of God's goodness. And that is what we are seeing. You see the way we are all dressed? See the beats? See everything. And God, in his infinite mercy... And in his love has brought salvation to everybody in the whole world. Everybody. He has given us that assurance of salvation. It is now up to us. Are we going to receive it? Are we going to humbly accept that salvation? So we are going to go there together. And our Bible passage this morning, we are all going to go and read that story because we are all Bible scholars. And the passage is Luke 19, 1 to 10. Before we start reading, I want to just make a few points 
for us to know that God has a marvelous He has a marvelous thing that he has ordained for every soul, every creature that he created in the whole universe. And what is that grace? I know we all know what grace is, but I want you to have an open and receptive heart this morning. Don't look at it, oh, grace, I've, I've heard about grace before. Always have a willing heart to receive whatever God has brought forth from everyone that God is going to be using to talk to us. Because that's the, that's the way God dropped it in my heart this morning. That don't take it for granted. I've heard about grace before. I've heard about salvation before. Always have an humble and a willing heart to receive whatever God has ordained for anyone that God placed here to speak the word of God. Because God brings forth new things in his words every day. And we have to have, be sensitive to what he wants to tell us. So what is grace? Grace is a favor that we don't deserve. Grace is a favor or kindness shown without regard to the worth or merit of one who receives it. And in spite of what that same person deserves. We don't deserve the grace of God. But anyway, he gave us the grace. He went all the way to, to the cross. He said, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He went all the way to the cross because of you and I, because of the whole world. And he died. See that death, that humiliated death. They nailed his hands to the cross. See the blood. And because of that shedding of the blood, that is, that's, that's how we receive the remission of our sins. That's how we receive salvation from whatever it is that is being oppressed. It, salvation is not only about being saved from our sin. Salvation, you can be saved from your sin. You can be saved from the oppression of the devil. You can be healed. It, that's part of salvation. Salvation has a lot of packages for us. And thank God for Jesus that took it all to the cross. And he said, he rose on the third day and he said, it is finished. That is no more sorrow. No more holding because that, that strings of death, that string of sin, he dealt with it at the cross by shedding his blood. So that is the grace that is brought to you and I. So grace is one of the attributes of God. God is just full of grace. His grace is just, he doesn't have any limit. He gives it to all. You may not deserve it, but he gives it to us. So the Lord God, as we read in that Psalm 103, our scripture, he said, that was, that was David. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul. I will not forget all his benefits. We don't forget the benefit of God upon our lives. That is the grace, because that grace brings forth that benefit. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. He said, I will not forget all that benefit. And one of that benefits, he forgives us our sins. He healed all our diseases. All those diseases. So if you see, if you feel anything, remember that word. Remember his grace. Remember his mercy. Because grace and mercy works together. They are both interwoven together. So in, in, in Exodus 
34.6, he said, The Lord God is merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth. That means Lord, our Lord is so gracious and merciful to the whole world. No matter, he does not impute our sins upon us. His mercy is always there. There is no qualification for us to receive the mercy of God. We just have to have a willing heart to receive that mercy. See, the Lord God, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That is the same Exodus 34, 6, but in another version, ESV version. Grace is associated with mercy, love, compassion, and patience as the source of help and with deliverance from distress. You see, I said earlier, grace, that, that salvation is not only about forgiveness of sin. We can receive deliverance from distress. What is it that is being distressing us? What is it that is being making us to, to be down? We can receive that grace because that grace is always there, 24 by 7. So grace is unmerited favor. We don't merit it, but God gave it to us anyway. So the grace of God is always accompanied with his mercy and kindness. He's always kind to us. He does, he's not looking at how, how, how large your sin is or what you have done that is not right in his sight. He's always willing as the prodigal son, come back to me. Come back to me. Tell me what you did. Confess it to him and he's ready to forgive us at all times. So salvation is not only about forgiveness of sin. It is part of it and there is a, is a package. Ephesians 2.8. God saves you by grace. He saves me by grace. And is ready to save whoever is ready to surrender his or her life to the Lord Jesus Christ today. So God saved you by grace when you believed. That means we have to believe because he saves us by his grace. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. We cannot take credit for it. We can't say, oh, because of my works of righteousness. No. That's what it's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. Oh, we are complete in him. So it is not by works of righteousness. It is just by his grace. So we do not have the power and ability to hold of our own to overcome the sin nature. We inherited from Adam. We need something higher and powerful, which is the grace of God. Jesus brought grace, and John 1.14 says, ESV version, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son 
from the Father, full of grace and truth. So grace comes from God through Jesus Christ that came to die for us at the cross of Calvary. So we are going to go to that Bible passage now. So all of us, we are going together. So be as, have an expectant eye. Today is another day of your visitation, of your gracious visitation from our Lord Jesus Christ. So gracious visitation shown in the life of Zacchaeus. Please do not have it at the back of your mind. I've read about the story of Zacchaeus before. God has something new that he wants to reveal to us this morning. So let's read together. Luke 19, 1 to 10. Don't worry about the time. We have another day that will continue if we cannot finish today by the grace of God. So the life of Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man, there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree. Beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Hold it there, I will continue. Imagine Zacchaeus, let's depth into it a little bit. Zacchaeus was a sheep tax collector and he was rich. His job was collection of taxes for the Roman government and he was regarded as a traitor because of his, you know, the kind of job he does, which indicated notorious corruption. That's the way. Then they looked at tax collectors. Tax collectors, we are not past paid a wage. That was then in the Roman Empire. They were expected to pay their own wages by taking extra money from the people in those days. That's why they referred them to as traitors. They refer them to as they are the one, that is, they are stealing the money. Which resulted because they don't pay them and they expect them to take out of what they are collecting for the government. And this resulted in exploitation and task collectors had a reputation for being very dishonest. They often became rich at the expense of those they collected taxes from. And also, Zacchaeus was a man with a stature, very short stature. You see all those things that he did. And Jesus was passing by through Jericho. And he was so desperately eager to see Jesus. How are you desperate to see Jesus in your situation? How are you desperate to know Jesus every day. We have to go get into this condition. You see, oh, let's, we are all going through it together. Zacchaeus was so desperately eager to see Jesus. Despite he was so short. 
And right away, he thought about what he could do. And he went. He thought about, let me climb this fig tree. Let me climb this tree, and then I'll be able to see, because he was a short man. Let's go ahead. Verse 5. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. God will call you by your name. What is that situation? He's going to call you by name and visit you today by the grace of God. And he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. God will be a guest in your life. God will be a guest in your situation. God will be a guest in your home. And he will visit you with that gracious and merciful and powerful hands today by the grace of God. Jesus was passing by. We'll continue again. Jesus was passing by through Jericho. How Zacchaeus experienced this gracious visitation. Zacchaeus tried to see Jesus, but he was a small man and he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. Zacchaeus tried to see who Jesus was. That was verse 3. But he was a small man and he couldn't see because of the crowd. What is that crowd that you are looking at? You need to disregard that crowd and focus on Jesus. Desperate and eager, Zacchaeus ran ahead because he was desperate. And Zacchaeus has a willingness and readiness to see Jesus. He wasn't care. He doesn't care about the crowd, but he tried to make sure that the crowd did not hinder him to see Jesus. So willingly and with full readiness of heart, when Jesus came and he called him by name, I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house. Let's read, that's verse 7. Can you put verse 7 up please? Thank you. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. How about that? In great excitement and joy. Because Zacchaeus knew that he needed something in his life to change his life. See the way people are look, they looked at him, that he's so dishonest. I wonder how, as a reader, as a Bible reader, I wonder how people will just be looking at him in that crowd. Go, to, go somewhere, you thief, you, you... But Jesus does not look at that. Jesus is not bothered about the complaint that people are complaining about us. All we need to do is to focus on Jesus. Disregard the crowd. Disregard the noise. And focus on Jesus. And you will see how you will receive all that he has ordained for us. Praise the Lord. So receive. Zacchaeus received and welcomed Jesus joyfully into his house. That was verse 6. Put verse 7 up again, please. But the people were displeased about Zacchaeus. 
He has gone, see what they, they said about it. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They are looking at Jesus. Why are you going to Zacchaeus' house? Zacchaeus is a sinner. He's a notorious sinner. Why are you going there? He has gone. See what this, he has gone to the guest of a, he has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. But Jesus don't look at what people are saying about us. All we need to do is to make sure that we are living a life that is pleasing in sight. And we have to stay focused. Zacchaeus stayed focused on Jesus. He stayed focused that today I know I needed something in my life. I need a turnaround. What is that situation that you need a turnaround for in your life? Focus on Jesus. Stay focused. Don't look at what is going on. Don't look at what is going, the news that is going all over around the world. Don't look at your situation that is too big for God. No. My God is bigger than every situation. See our song. Our God is so big. Than whatever situation that we are going through. So Zacchaeus was not distracted by the disapproval or complaint of the people who saw Jesus came to his house, but he stayed focused on Jesus. Stay focused. Let's say that. Stay focused. I will stay focused on Jesus until I receive my gracious visitation. And what we are, I know we are receiving it as we are sitting down. I know those people watching online, you are receiving your visitation. Zacchaeus did not hide his sinful life from Jesus. He openly and boldly confessed. And he realized that he needed to be saved. Let's go forward to read. Meanwhile... Zacchaeus stood before the Lord in the midst of the crowd. Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. Because he knew that he, has, he took stuff that doesn't belong to him. I will give half of my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, he knew that. I will give them back four times as much. Wow. Imagine. He just humbly and openly confessed his fault, his sins to the Lord. How are we withholding our sinful things, our sinful actions from God? Are we hiding it? Even if you are hiding it, the Bible says he knows the intent of our heart. I may not see you, but God knows what is going on in my heart. God knows the thought of our heart because he's our creator. He's our creator and we are the creator. He created us in his image. And he gave us life. And that life that he gave us is why we are living. So Zacchaeus did not hide anything. So don't hide anything from God. Openly confess to him. Confess your fault. Confess your sins to the Lord and his mercy and his grace. We clean that sin and he will restore you back. In, even in, in a new way, in an awesome way that you can never imagine. Because our God is in the business of restoring us back to 
where the glorious position that he has ordained for us. So later stood up in front of everyone. That is this, I'm reading this version. Don't worry about it. Easy to read version. He said, later stood up, Zacchaeus stood up in front of everyone. He said to the Lord Jesus, listen, master. You see, he called Jesus away. Listen, master, I will give up of all the things that I have to the poor people. I may have taken too much money. See, he knew. I may have taken too much money from some people. I will give back to them four times as much as I took from them wrongly. He knew that. So the same way, God wants us to openly confess our sins to him, our fault, whatever we did wrong. He wants us to confess it to him. And a gracious and merciful God, he will forgive us. Let's go to verse 9. Zacchaeus was amazed over his gracious visit. You see, Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. Salvation, those of you that need to be saved, those of you that are saved already, salvation from whatever it is that is oppressing, whatever it is you are going through that is not in line with the will of God, salvation has come to this home, to your lives today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. You see where we sing that song. Abraham, blessings am I. Abraham, blessings am I. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Because Abraham, blessings am I. You see, he said, for this man has shown himself as a true son of Abraham because he believed God. And he poured out his heart because he knew that he needed something to make a difference in his life. So Zacchaeus was amazed over his gracious visit to his home and joyously welcomed Jesus. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, what I just pronounced, half of all the goods that I own, I will give to the poor. So Jesus did not look down on Zacchaeus. As a sinner, the way the crowd looked at Zacchaeus, because they looked at him that, why, Jesus, why are you going to be a guest in a sinner's house? So what is that visit? You don't know the day of your visitation. Don't look down with your pride. Don't let pride take away that day of visitation. Don't let pride take away what God has ordained for you today. With your open heart, with a willing heart, receive it the way Zacchaeus received his gracious visitation. But he showed, because God did not look at that, he wasn't listening to what the crowd said, but he showed his grace. He showed his mercy. He showed his steadfast love and faithfulness towards Zacchaeus. And he encounter, and Zacchaeus encounter his salvation. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this hour. Since he is also a son of Abraham. And lastly, the last verse. He said, for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. God has come. He has come through Jesus. 
to seek, to save the lives that have lost. And those of us that have been redeemed, he has come to continue to give us blessings. And that is our portion in Jesus' name. So the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. That's Psalm 103 verse 8, part of the scripture that we read earlier. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. That's Psalm 145 verse 8. Our God is a merciful and gracious God. Is compassionate to everybody in the whole world. Not imputing sin. Not looking down on them as a sinner. He wants to save because that is his main mission. Because he said he doesn't want anyone to perish. But to come to the saving knowledge of his grace. So now, what are the lessons that we can learn from the story of Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus desire strongly to see Jesus. He desires strongly. Because if he doesn't desire, he will just look at it. I'm so short. How am I going to even see? But he, he didn't stop there. I want to see Jesus. I'm desperate to see him. How are you desperate to see Jesus? How are you desperate to know about Jesus every minute, every second? Out of our busy schedule, let us take that desperation that Zacchaeus did. He wasn't looking at the way he was, you know, his stature. He went and thought, let me climb this sycamore tree. Let me climb this fig tree. And then I will be able to be even be taller than everybody. And I will be able to see Jesus. And he did that. So let us have a strong desire to see Jesus in our situation. To see Jesus at your place of work. What are you going through there? Focus on Jesus. Desire desperately to get instruction of what are you supposed to do. Do you have a strong desire? A strong sincere desire to know Jesus? Have it every day, 24 by 7. Because the devil does not stop. He's going all over, 24 by 7. That is the reason why our desire have to be strong in him. Because when you see the lot of things that is going on in the world, you will see that the day of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is drawing nearer. And that is why we have to be strong. The Bible says, those of us that are standing, we should take yield, lest we fall. So we have to have that strong desire to know Jesus. Because what we have yesterday, the power, the wisdom, is not enough for today's journey. We need new strength every day. Because God is in the business of giving us new wisdom, complete wisdom, revelation and understanding when we have that strong desire. When we are willing to receive and welcome him into our heart every day. Don't put your own knowledge, put your own wisdom aside. Search for the wisdom of God. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom and get understanding. Jesus has come to seek and to save every nation of the world. 
no matter what nationality. Are you from Central America? Are you from Central Africa? Are you from South Africa? Are you from Ghana? Are you from Nigeria? Are you from Liberia? Wherever you have come from, are you from Congo? Are you from Russia? Wherever you have come from, Jesus has come to save and to seek that which was lost. He has come that the world will come to know him, that the world will acknowledge him as their Lord and their Savior so that they will receive peace, so that they will enjoy all that is pertaining to life and godliness that he has come to give to you and I and to the whole world. Praise the Lord. Zacchaeus diligently and earnestly seek to see Jesus, Jeremiah 29, 13. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. That is the word of the Lord to us this morning. If you look for Jesus, if you look for God wholeheartedly, you will find him. Zacchaeus desire wholeheartedly look to see Jesus and he saw him and he received that grace of visitation. The Lord changed his life and turned him around. Zacchaeus that people are looking at that a sinner, a notorious sinner, a dishonest man. God gave him a new turnaround. A new turnaround and a new life was brought to the life of Zacchaeus. God is willing and ready to give you a new life. Because that is the reason why he has come. To give us a new life. Willing Willingness to obey God's instruction joyfully. We have to be willing to obey God's instruction. See, immediately Jesus looked up on that tree. Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I want to be a guest at your house. And he right away, not even thinking a second, he came down. So we have to have that willingness to obey God God's instruction joyfully. He was so happy. He was so excited. Are we excited? Are we joyful when God is ready to visit us? Or we are just still thinking about, oh, all this, and you put them all together. And God says, bring your body. Bring your body. Give me your body and I will give you light. I will make that body to be light. You don't have to carry that body. What is that burden that you are carrying all over? God is ready to take that burden in exchange and give you peace of mind. God is ready to take that pain and give you whole and sound health. What is that? What is that sickness? The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. For 12 years, she experienced a visitation. Today is your day of visitation. What is that sickness? What is that disease? The name of Jesus, the Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Both things in heaven, on heart, and under the heart. Speak for the name of Jesus. Zacchaeus listened. He obeyed willingly. He received and he welcomed Jesus into his life. And his life never remained the same. When you receive willingly Jesus, your life will never remain the same. Praise the Lord. I'm going to round up from there. We are going to do part two in another time. 
I want us to, all of us to rise up and sing this song. As you are singing, is amazing grace. And I know that the Lord has started doing something in you and I and those of you watching online. Let's sing that song. And please, don't look, don't listen to the melody. Look at the words of those songs. Those songs that has written, I want us sometimes to go through those songs. God will speak to us. Let's sing that song. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that We. Oui. 
that is available to us. Let's thank God for his gracious visitation, not only today, but every day of our life. Let's continue to give praises and thank God for his grace that is always there. For the grace of God that has saved us, for the grace of God that is extending to every one of us and those watching online this morning. Let's just be thanking God. Let's thank God for what God is doing and we continue to do in our lives, in our homes, just as he visited Zacchaeus. Let's thank him for his visitation to all of us this morning. Father, we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's have our seat. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we thank you because you are God of new beginnings. Thank you, our Abba Father, for the way you have reminded us this morning with the story of Zacchaeus, which we are going to continue in another day, part two. Father, we exalt you. We thank you for your grace that is abounding upon our lives. Thank you for that amazing grace. Thank you for that for your steadfast love, for your faithfulness, for your mercy that endureth forever over our lives. Father, we exalt you. We thank you for another gracious visitation that each and every one of us has experienced this morning. Thank you, our Abba Father. We exalt you. We give you all the praise. Every soul that is willing to give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are going to give them opportunity when they come to, to, you know, to, to welcome our newcomers. Father, we thank you because I know souls are coming to your kingdom this morning. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you, Father, because we are going to continue to experience your gracious visitation. And you are going to continue to give us a willing heart to receive from you. Thank you, faithful Jehovah, for answer prayer. Thank you for your name will continue to be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and we have received. 
praise the Lord.